Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show. As you can see, the horse is with me. Uh, we watched the game together, and it was it was somewhat frustrating horse. We had a lot of mistakes by the 49ers. They couldn't execute when they needed to. Um, of course, you had the big fumble by Jeff Wilson Jr., which I thought was a huge play in this football game. It was not a great performance from the 49ers, and now they're going to have to rebound because the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be coming to town next week. Yeah, it was not the best performance they could have had today. It's unfortunate, but they made quite a few mistakes, shot themselves in the foot quite a bit. Um, as AJ just eloquently put, we got in our own way offensively, and I agree. Um, also, you know, they're missing their entire starting defensive line. They're missing a starting corner. Um, Verrett's not back yet. Oh, yeah, yeah Ward, Ward, went, out. Ward yeah. went down. That's right. They're missing both starting corners. It was just a difficult day in the at the office. Um, it felt like every time they got momentum going, either the 49ers would drop a pass or, you know, the big play would get called back by the officials. Um, just a very, very difficult performance to watch. But um, I guess hats off to Atlanta. They outplayed them today. Yeah, and, you know, Ronald is saying injuries are too much on defense right now. Most of those guys are coming back this season. It's not over. We're still going to be first in the West. Uh, that is absolutely true. They're going to be first in the West, 3-3. Three and three. The game against Kansas City, you know, you're hoping to win. I don't know how healthy the 49ers are going to be going into that. Um, I, I think that one's going to be interesting. But I think the Rams is the game that you need to win because if you keep winning in your division, you have a good chance of going to the playoffs. I think that's the key. Uh, but the Warriors are going to have to rebound from this. They're going to have to get better. Joel talking about the inj or the penalties. 
Um, those played into it as well. But uh, the Four Niners made you know a key turnover. Jeff Wilson Jr.'s you know scoop and score was huge in this game that spotted you know Atlanta that extra seven points. They had a really good drive. Like we got to give a credit to Atlanta. Uh, they they executed their game plan. Arthur Smith got the run game going. They kept putting it on the 49ers and making it tough, and they kept that defense on the field. And when the 49ers couldn't string together drives early on in this game, it put the defense out there too long. And when you don't have that depth, uh, it really started showing. So I think the 49ers definitely had key injuries, but I got to give credit to Atlanta because they stuck to their game plan. They did a really good job and overall executed at a, at a high level. And so they they won. And Tommy Huxley says, drop passes. I'm with you, Tommy. Uh, the drop passes were huge. Ray Ray McLeod with a big drop. And, of course, um, Charlie, Charlie Warner. Warner with the big one. And then the, the penalty on Brendel. I'm not even sure that's a holding penalty where he got the ball deep he down. He just got ran game. over. Yeah, that was that was uh, interesting. But I get what everyone is saying in chat. Um, it, it's a frustrating game. You don't want to lose those games like that. Uh, you're hoping that the four years would show up. But the one thing I will say... And I got to give credit to the team. They never stopped competing till the no. very end. The defense got out there and got a stop on that fourth down, or I mean, on that last drive. They could have easily said, you know what? We can't come back from two scores. Uh, but they at least had that going. I thought that was a good sign that, hey, this team's not done. Three and three is not where you want to be right now. No. But it's not the end of the world either. Uh, there's a lot of season left. Yeah, definitely. They still have, what, 11 games left in the season. They're still sitting in first place. The sky is not falling on the season. Um, the one thing, Robert Davis, I know you're saying that the defensive depth isn't as good as we thought, but there's not a team in the league that could lose eight defensive starters and perform the way the Niners performed today. They, they, It's not like they got ran out of the building. They only gave up 21 defensive points. Yeah, well, it's two two more points in their, their worst performance of the season, which was 19 against Chicago. You're right. I mean, the, the offense gave seven points away on that you know, that fumble. So I thought you're right, Horse. The the defense, I thought, did pretty good considering. You don't have no Bosa, no Armstead, no Kinlaw. Uh, you're, you have no Aziz Alshire. You have no Emmanuel Mosley. For the first series, you have no Talano Hufanga after the first play. You got George Odom in there rolling with Tayshawn Gibson. Overall, at some point, right, it kind of catches up to you a little bit. Um, so I think that the... You know, the 49ers, you know, they at least played tough against an Atlanta team that pushed Tampa Bay to the brink last week. Yeah, this Atlanta's not a bad team. No, they've actually, every single game, their biggest margin of loss was six points this year. They've played everyone tough, including the Rams and everything. So um, I just think it's something that, you know, the 49ers just got to keep working. Um, The other thing I see um, someone commenting that it's the offense not pushing the ball downfield. I thought they pushed the ball downfield as much as they have all year today. Um. He had several nice deep balls. There was the one, you know, it was a 50-50 ball. He gave Ayuk his chance to make the play. Not blaming Ayuk. It would have been a fantastic play. We didn't make it. He got the one 25-30 yard ball down the sideline to Ayuk again. They call it back on the weak holding call. He got the ball down the field, down the seam to Warner, dropped. He got the ball down the field on the post route to Ray Ray McLeod, dropped. I mean, I thought they actually took several shots offensively. I, I mean, Jim, to be honest, the first pick was that was just them trying to make a big play with no time on the clock. The second pick was a bad throw. I thought the defender got there a little early, but I'm more of a fan of the refs letting him play. So I don't, I'm not against it, but that was the really the only time I thought he made a bad, bad throw. 
Uh, the other one that was dropped too by uh, Rashawn Evans. That, okay, that could yes. have been an interception as well. But yeah, I think Jimmy Garoppolo took shots down the field. Um, it just it didn't work out, you know, for the 49ers in the long run. They weren't able to complete those. Uh, some of them maybe were a little underthrown. The one to Brandon Ayuk, I thought down the field was a little underthrown. But then again, the one to Ray Ray McLeod should have been caught. So I think it's one of those. Well, things. and that's a touchdown if he catches that. Yeah, I mean, it was right there. So and I, it was I, right on the money, as Mark Slareth annoyingly put it. You could have walked out there, couldn't have walked out there and handed it to him in a better spot. Yeah, you know, and Sean, uh, what's up, Sean? How's it going? Says uh, this was a terrible game for us defensively. We got bullied in the run game from the jump, and our injuries are mounting. Falcons are a good running team, and Mariota's improving. That's what it was about. It was Mariota's running ability that really helped keep this game going. He had that big third down scramble where he picked up, I think it was 17 yards. I thought that was another big play in the game because that kept that drive going. The 49ers should have had and a they stop. Scored. Uh, but you're running man coverage at the time, and so everyone's turned and running. Once he got through, and D'Amico had brought five guys, bringing five guys, you think you're going to be able to keep him in the pocket. But then Mariota gets going, and he made a great play. And that's, a, that's one of those scary things with Marcus Mariota. Uh, Mariota is a scary player with, with his legs, and he executed his game plan at a high level, and Arthur Smith knows what he's got. He took advantage of 11-on-11 11 11 football. He didn't have as many mm -hmm. injuries as the 49ers have. Um, those are twos and threes that are out there playing for you. Yeah, it was – I mean, there were guys that there's games where they don't see the field at all that were playing the majority of the snaps today. Um, I thought Womack had a little bit of a rough game today. He got beat really bad on that slant route in the end zone by um, Kyle Pitts. Um, he had a, what was the other one? There was another big play. He Oh, and he dove in and Mariota, Mariota kept the ball and ran outside of him. Um, he had a tough game. But once again, I don't think that Womack is the guy they want in that spot in those situations. But they were forced into it by lack of guys today. Yeah. And, you know, I see what Robert's saying about Ray Ray's liability. Um, but Ray Ray had a really good punt return as well today. I mean, we got to give him credit for that. That was big in the 49ers coming back and tying the game at 14. Was McLeod making a huge move and getting all the way up there where the 49ers had a short field. So give him credit for that. I mean, in a game, these players are going to make good plays. They're going to make bad plays. What you're hoping is they make more good than bad. We've seen on that you know pitch to Tevin Coleman uh, where Daniel Brunskill misses a block. You know what I mean? So Brunskill played pretty good at right tackle overall, but that was a miss. And, you know, mm -hmm. that's unfortunate. But once again, you're getting to, you know, your fourth string offensive line in some situations. I mean, Blake Hans came in the game for a while. Yeah. It, it was I, interesting. Trust me, I had to ask him, who is that? When Blake Hans came yeah, in Yeah, when game. Blake Hans comes in, right? Um, and, you know, uh, uh, San Francisco, what's up, John? How's it going? Said, I really, really hate playing the Falcons. They seem to always have our number at the most inopportune time. Right. I mean, last year, the Niners handled this team in a big way. Now, Arthur Smith got a lot you know, farther along in the development of how he wants this roster to look. I thought mm -hmm. Atlanta is going to be a tough team for everyone to play this year. Um, the four years definitely could have played better. They definitely could have executed better. Atlanta executed at a high level. The 49ers didn't. And that's why I think you saw the 14 point difference in the score. So you got to keep giving credit to Atlanta and all the while understanding that if the four years would have executed, they could have won this game. They're a better football team. But they definitely didn't look better today, and Atlanta looked like the better football team for the most of the most of the game. Yeah, and I really think, to me, the biggest factor is the injuries, the guys that were out. Yeah, um, it really hurt them, and then the offense shot themselves a couple times in the foot, and it is what it is. I mean, it's it's just it was just a tough day today. 
Um, you know, we got Robert Davis here saying that every running play by the Falcons was positive, and the stats look a lot worse because of the couple big runs by Mariota, but Aldir averaged less than four yards a carry. Um, what's their other running back's name? Yeah, Caleb Huntley. Huntley averaged less than four yards a carry. So they really didn't do a bad job of keeping their running backs in check. Mariota just broke contain a couple times. Yeah, I, I thought they were getting three and four yards uh, per, you know, I, that's what it felt like. It was like they were steadily moving forward. I get what Robert's saying. Um, but, I mean, even when they weren't horse, Mark Schlereth was going to let you know uh, that they didn't get any gain, but it was a positive play. It was hilarious the one time that uh, they got a jump cut, and all of a sudden he was like, oh, what a play, and he got no yards on the play. It was interesting, but that's how it felt, and that's the, ri you know, the risk you run when you're playing a, a running football team like this. They can eventually wear on you. They can wear you down. Um, this is my style of football. This is what I like. It's what I coached was run the other person to death. And it does wear on a defense. I thought the defense continued to battle the whole time, though. So that's the one thing. They, their will was never broken. Um, they just weren't able to execute. And you saw on the one drive, I believe it was the one that put the Falcons up 21. Fred went the wrong way. Uh, Hufanga the one time blitzed and missed around the outside. They were trying to make things happen. And they just weren't able to execute. They were they were trying to find a way to get something to happen, and that's frustrating for them. Uh, I guarantee this would have been a different outcome with all your team, but you don't have all your team. You can't make that excuse. You got to go out there and execute. And they weren't able to do it with the parts they had today. Yeah, definitely. And they still had every opportunity to win the game. Um, just ex like you said, execution was lacking. It was um, on both sides of the football a little more on offense than defense. Just lack they could never string, you know, a couple of good plays together. Um, the couple of bad calls didn't help the situation. Um, I actually thought the O line played decent in the past game today. I see someone asking that. I thought they played decent. Yeah, I thought overall the line uh, held up. Uh, Jalen Moore once again, I thought did pretty good. I thought Jimmy Garoppolo moved around the pocket pretty well, found spots to get, you know, get out and and make some plays. Um, overall pocket awareness was one of the better ones for Jimmy Garoppolo. I think it's like David Campbell said, being a 49ers fan right now, uh, it's not about, it's about the adventure. I think there's an adventure with these teams. Um, Jay Ellie saying replace Brendel and Spence. Yeah. What are your options at defensive tackle? I think that is he is... talking about Spencer Burford or Akeem Spence? Oh, that's a good question. Are you talking about Spencer Burford or Brendel? The question is if you replace Brendel, who are you replacing him with? Uh, the 49ers don't exactly have a lot of options. With Mike McGlinchey going down with the calf, Daniel Brunskill was playing right tackle. That means he's not available to play center. You don't really want Blake Hance playing center. So you don't really have any options. I mean, that's just kind of where you're at right now. Yeah, um, first of all, the same guy would replace both guys. Oh, he's he is talking about Akeem. Oh, okay, Akeem Spence. Yeah, I, I don't know how much we're going to see. I think T.Y. McGill... Um, we'll probably get some of those reps, but I'm sure he wasn't ready. He didn't understand the scheme yet. He just got signed. Warriors might have to go out and get somebody else as well. Donkinson. Yeah, because they, they might um, need to get him. I mean, that's the thing. If I mean, we know now Kinlaw's going to be out for at least four weeks. Uh, they might have to go get a guy like Indomitian Sue. You can't let things get away from you. You got to go win the football games you can win. Hopefully, Bosa's not that far away. Um, but we'll see. I think it's it's pivotal for these guys to come back against the Rams. That's the the biggest game we got left. I know everyone's going to look at Kansas City because the rematch of the Super Bowl, but that's AFC. That's not a divisional matchup. That's not. 
you know, anything you have to worry about overall. I mean, your overall record will suffer from it, but I think you that's what you need. Yeah, another interesting rumor that's been bandied about. Uh, yeah. As I know that the the rumor is the Niners have been in on the Christian McCaffrey sweepstakes. Yeah, I did hear the Christian McCaffrey sweepstakes. Here's, what do you think about here's that? Here's one of the the things I heard today later on. I don't know how accurate it is that they're the Panthers are looking for first round picks for Christian McCaffrey. That's going to be too rich for the 49ers' blood. They're going to be out of it. So um, between his salary and then what is asked for for Carolina, I don't know if that's a realistic option. I think would love to have him. I just don't know how much of a realistic option that is. And I saw WTM ask earlier about um, Elijah Mitchell. He's going to be coming back after the bye. That's what Kyle Shanahan said to Matt Mayoko in their interview on uh, their game plan episode. So that's the thing. It's going to come. It's going to come here pretty soon. Elijah Mitchell will be back. Two more games, and then we're probably going to have him back. Um, Trent could be back next week. We'll see. But I think they're going to get some of these guys back, but you still have other injuries that are kind of uh, building up. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I like this guy's plan to call Alex Mack. Um, yeah, who who said it? Uh, Luke, Luna. Luke Luna. Yeah, Luke actually said this in comments the other day, and I agreed. I just wonder if if John Lynch has already called him. Has John Lynch already called and said, hey, you know, Alex, would you be interested in coming back? I don't know if that's the case. I think if Mac believed the 49ers could win a Super Bowl, he would. I don't think today's performance made him believe the 49ers could win a Super Bowl. Um, but I still think they can. And the the way is you got to get healthy. You've got to win in your division. You know, Sean is saying that as well. You win in your division, and then that's the easiest track to the playoffs. And then anything can happen. But there is some work that needs to be done. Um, we have a guy saying Christian McCaffrey wouldn't have made a difference today. And you say stop turning the ball over. Fumble gave him seven points. Well, if Christian McCaffrey's running the ball for Jeff Wilson there, maybe he doesn't fumble. Yeah, I don't know. And, you know, I get what Marvin's saying here. No, I agree. Yeah, I, I mean. No it, disrespect to that, No, when, Marvin, you're, when you're looking but... at the game overall, it's like, um, you know, would he have made a difference in this game? I don't know. But you had a dynamic playmaker, you would think you'd be able to create more offense. I think that, you know, they just never were able to get the run game going. And once they got behind the eight ball of being behind, you know, it was just like constant behind. They they had a couple of drops in that first series of their second half when it's 14-14. Or I'm sorry, 21-14. And it just it felt like they weren't able to get going after that. Ayuk dropped the slant. Um, Warner dropped the deep one down the field. I think those would have been momentum pushers, especially the Warner drop. You get that ball deep down the field. Here we go. Now we're rolling. Now we can get the run game going. We can tie this game up. But that didn't happen. It afforded Atlanta the opportunity to get another really good drive going. And I thought that was another huge play in the game. By the way, 49ers faithful forever. That is the one thing I will definitely agree with. That third and one toss play to Coleman. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. You know, I thought you could run up the middle there. I thought you, it was a poor call. Yeah, if you get the first down, great. Uh, if you if you don't, Jimmy Garoppolo still undefeated on quarterback sneaks. You probably could have got it done on fourth down. Uh, I thought they were a little slow paced on that drive. I understood it with like eight minutes left because you want to make sure you get that touchdown. And you what you want to do is score before the two minute warning because you had all three timeouts. You score a touchdown, you kick off, um, you use those timeouts and the two minute warning to get the ball back and then have a chance to go tie it up. I understand the process. You don't want to speed yourself out of it. You could see Debo, Brandon Ayuk, those guys were kind of gassing mm -hmm. as this game went in. So. I don't know what's up with the conditioning and overall, but uh, I, I thought, you know, overall that the team was struggling a little bit at that point. So I don't know if they were capable of going as fast as maybe we want them to. So um, 
Dark Heart has a question for us. How badly will the Chiefs destroy the Niners next week? And I think that's, I understand your anger and why you think that's coming, but I don't think that's coming. First of all, it depends who the Niners have and don't have next week for me to give you an honest opinion on if they can win that game. And second of all, um, I don't think it's going to be a bad game. I think they're going to play them tough. I That's one of those games that as long as the Niners are close to healthy, can go either way. I think uh, as far as this as far as this dark card, I think it comes down to who are the 49ers going to have on the field. If they put forth the team that they have right now, and they don't have Charvarius Ward, and they don't have Nick Bosa or any of these guys along the defensive line, I think it's going to be tough to stop the the Chiefs' yes. um, offense. So I think it, it you know, that's one of those things that's going to be tough. Let's see how it plays out with the injuries during the week. Is Trent Williams back? Is Jason Verrett going to get some reps? He could potentially, depending on how his knee is going to be on natural grass uh we'll see but yeah the injuries are piling up and especially on defense that's not good going against a really really good kansas city chiefs team uh that that one that one makes me nervous for sure uh dark heart and then hugo g says is danny gray in the doghouse they started sneed over him uh i know danny gray had an illness during the week but was still able to ride atvs uh with the rest of the wide receiver team so uh group i'm not sure if he's in the doghouse but they definitely did choose Snead over him, so we'll, we'll see how that develops. But would it be surprising to anyone that a rookie a wide receiver would end up in Kyle Shanahan's doghouse? Not even necessarily in the doghouse, but the fact he would trust Snead more. Yeah, and David Williams asking if Kyle was going to be on the hot seat uh, this year. I don't think it'll be this year. Uh, lost his starting quarterback, the guy he thinks is going to be the quarterback of the future in uh, Trey Lance. So I think that for sure affords him a full other season. Plus, they're 3-3 three and three right now. They're leaders in the NFC West, no matter the outcomes of the games this week. I mean, I don't think that puts you on the hot seat. Uh, David Campbell says, I have no confidence in the Warriors coming back from 2DTs down. I know they did once today, but Jimmy is not a comeback quarterback. What's interesting about that is Jimmy has actually led a lot of fourth-quarter drives. I don't think by 14 points, so I can't give you that. But he has a lot of fourth-quarter drives that he's led the 49ers to victory. Um, so I think that, you know, I don't know if that is the case, but I know 14 downs, never good for a, an, an offense, especially not good when you're going to get a team, a team that runs the football the way that Atlanta does. It shortens the game a lot. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that one. Um, it was just a, <laughs> this was a team loss. Yeah. And I'm, I'm with Sean. I don't think Bosa will play against Kansas city. I think they sit him and prepare for the Rams. I think you're, I think that's what they're going to do. I think they're going to work because if they beat the Rams and they go up 3-0 in their division with two wins over the Rams, who seem to be the second place team in the division, you've got to feel really good about that buffer. That's exactly how you go about getting there. So I'm with you on that for sure. Um, I think that's that's just how the Warriors have to play it right now. Win your division. That's the most important thing. Try to win against NFC teams. They lost today against Atlanta. It was an East Coast swing. Uh, it's unfortunate you're you're banged up. But now you got to go and you got to handle, you know, whatever business you can. And the Rams game is going to be the next biggest one. Um, <laughs> our words are dropping. Um, Ghost saying, according to so-called fans, it's always Jimmy's fault. Um, it's part of the part of the deal when you're the quarterback. It's it's almost always the quarterback or the coach's fault. Is almost always people's first thought after a bad game. Um, I got to say something to Jen really, or really quick. You're not wrong, my guy. Our <laughs> dropping. Man. But you know what? The 
overall, you know, I mean, the 49ers didn't execute today. They didn't play a good game. But I thought, you know, you looked at certain guys and they had moments, right? Things you could build on. Um, I thought Jimmy Garoppolo made some deep throws. The vertical passing game is definitely something they're willing to do, which means teams have to start covering them vertically. If you start having to cover him vertically and horizontally, it will open up the middle of the field if you're able to get the run game going. I thought they didn't do a good job overall of winning consistently against this Falcons defense because um, I thought it was a defense that could be had, but they didn't execute at a high level today, and they're going to have to get better in the next couple weeks of that way they are ready to beat a team like the Rams because you don't want to lose to the Rams because then the Rams you know get back and have a fighting chance of winning the division. Yeah, um, that's definitely a more important game than the Chiefs game, as irritating as the Chiefs are to me. Um, the Rams game is much more important. In the division, they're still set up nicely. Um, luckily, everyone else in the division is not playing that great at the moment either. And um, the Niners are the kind of team that all they have to do is get in the dance. Yeah, and this is uh, Brad Jones says, one good news about all the injuries we are getting. Only one is season-ending in Mosley. We are a predominant second-half-of-the-season team. And after the bye, get healthy and, and get back to the second half of the season. One thing I thought was extremely interesting from Kyle Shanahan when he was talking to Matt Mayoko was he said they showed film of the 49ers last year from the December 11th match of the practices against the Atlanta Falcons and then showed them one of this week and about how much more intense, how much better they were and talking about that's the point we're trying to get to. We're trying to get there. I thought that was very interesting uh, that they're already noticing, hey, we're not at that level yet. Uh, I saw Trent Williams talking about how they're trying to match that intensity they got into the playoffs last year. They haven't done that yet. So is the team still growing and transitioning, but the injuries are definitely a hamper on them right now and lack of execution. That's usually uh, ways to lose games in the NFL. I think that's ways to lose games at any level. Hey, yeah, pretty much. And what is up? Shooter re-ups his membership. Thanks so much, Shooter. Uh, Horse, go ahead and read Shooter's question. Shooter said, what's up, Sean? Where's his question? Right there, in the green. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Is the NFC West the new NFC East? Um, I'm assuming by that comment you mean something to the effect of how poor the NFC East has been the last From couple years of years. Yeah. Um, no, I don't believe so because, to me, when, when you saw those NFC East teams in the playoffs, you were laughing at them. You weren't expecting them to win a game. I don't think any team that wins their division – or makes a wild card, wants to see the Niners or the Rams in the first round of the playoffs. And uh, Marvin says, uh, Jets beat Green Bay. Tampa uh, Tampa, Tampa Bay lost. Uh, NFC, is it's not like anyone's running away with it. Maybe the Eagles, uh, but everyone else is kind of right in the mix, right? So uh, the Yards are definitely not out of it. It's not like teams are pulling away. Yeah. Um, so uh, Sean says, pure and simple, Falcons look the best they have looked, but we're building up to it and improving every game. We limped into the game with injuries mounting and still had shots to win. You're right. And that just like proves that. how good of a football team the 49ers can be. They were not that good football team today. The Falcons did really well. And good up to the Falcons. Good up to Arthur Smith. Uh, building from this young team. There you go. Handle business. Yeah, I like um, Mr. Corey. That's a very fair point. I'm completely shocked that an undrafted career journeyman center sucks. Um, it's a very fair point. I, I don't know what we were supposed to expect out of Jake Brendel coming into this season. I think we were hoping that he would perform better than he has, but he's definitely been a problem. Yeah, he is. And he's probably the one of the you know bottom five centers in the league right now. 
uh, starting centers. I think that the 49ers definitely have a hole there, but how do you feel it? You know, I mean, uh, that's one of those things that you just don't know. Luke Luna talking about calling Alex Mack. I don't know if Alex Mack would even be interested in coming in. You don't know. Probably no centers are going to be available on the open market. I just don't know what you're going to do to fix this hole. I think the 49ers really did believe Alex Mack was going to come back for a long time. And when he didn't, that was surprising. And they got stuck. It was Brendel or Brunskill. Uh, and and with Brunskill getting hurt, it was Brendel. And so it, it's Jake Brendel right now. We'll see if the 49ers will make a change if McGlinchey's healthy. Uh, but right now, Horst, it, we, that's, a, that's what we got, right? Yeah, I totally agree. They kind of got stuck in a bad situation there. Um, Marvin Rose, I do agree with you. There was no quit in the team, as Ant mentioned earlier. Yeah. And that was always good to see. We're not the coaches definitely aren't losing this team. It's not one of those situations. They played hard the whole game. It's just there's a difference between lack of execution and lack of effort. Yeah. And, and yeah, exactly. And Trey Sears comes in with Let's Go Falcons. If you're a Falcons fan, your team played really good. Um, hopefully they can continue it for for your sake and for their sake. Uh, good running game today, solid defense, which the defense hadn't showed up in recent memory. So uh, big ups to you, and hopefully your team continues to win football games. They're now, pesky. Uh, WTM says, Coach Ant, as the season goes on, can you see why Trey Lance is still QB1? I, I, I don't want to put this one on Jimmy. Did I think Jimmy had a couple of errors? Yes. Um, but I, I think what Trey did and what Jimmy did are completely different. Trey leaves you an 11-on-11 football which puts more pressure in the run game. So that can influence it that way. Um, but I think that I want to take a wait and see approach, but I've always thought that Trey Lance was quarterback one this year. I don't think I need anything to show me why he was going to be quarterback one, um, but I'm not going to talk about that really a whole lot because Trey Lance can't play this year. You know what I mean? He's not going to play though next year. So no, there's no point arguing about yeah, that. But I, I get what you're talking about, WTN. And uh, Anthony says, I thought it was funny how the announcers say that Zach Wilson, a rookie, a half year of NFL experience, but Trey Lance has only five games. The best Trey gets no excuse. Solid point. Luke Luna. What is up, Luke? Luke with the the super chat. Uh, always appreciate the super chats coming in. Um, let's, re let's read what he had to say here. <laughs> Default settings with some fans are fire. The coach... A fire the coach, bench your starters. We suck. Being objective fan is like being a hooks model deluxe for, deluxe model for viewing the game. Uh, so thank you for the super chat, Luke. Talking about you know fans maybe being a highly critical of their football team. It's it's the fanatic in some people. You know what I mean? I I honestly struggle with the overreaction. Um, not that people do it, but I said myself, I don't overreact. But I think that's from experiences of coaching for so long. Yeah. You don't have the opportunity to do so because you have to ignore that play and get right back into it. If not, you lose the you lose your game, lose your opportunity. So I get some some fans, uh, they get really exuberant about it and they're entitled to do so. And others don't. Others are objective about it, and uh that's fine. All ways of watching are okay. Um, it's just it's it is interesting how many different ways of being a fan there are. Yeah, and it's okay to be any kind of fan. I think it's fun to get invested in something like this. You know? Yeah. You know, lose yourself for a few hours a Why week not? getting yeah. invested in this. There's nothing wrong with people that get that excited about football or that excited to watch the Niners play or their Falcons or whatever team you like. But, um, yeah, sometimes you got to remember, just relax the long season. And I don't think, and I still think this is a playoff football team. I think a lot of people would agree with that. 
Yeah, and Sean has a good question here. How long will Trent be out and Armstead? Uh, with Trent Williams, I believe we could hear him start practicing this week. I think he has an outside chance to play against Kansas oh, wow. City because it's the natural grass. Um, but I think I wouldn't be surprised if it's not until the Rams. But I think Trent wants to get out there. It was last week at the Panthers. He was working out before the game. I didn't hear if he worked out this week um, on the field again. I would expect that he did. Uh, so I think Trent Williams is getting back. We'll see what happens there. And then the four yards can make a decision about right tackle. Um, but I don't know if they'll work him back in or if they'll kind of just, you know, wait. Hey, you know what? We'll wait because the Rams game is so important. And WTM with a $1.99 Super Chat says, Coach Ant, give us three positives from this game. Positive number one, the team never quit. They played the entire time. The defense studded up at the end of the game and got a stop when they needed to. Um, that's number one. Number two, Jimmy Garoppolo continued to take shots down the field. Even if they're not successful, they make defenses be willing to play deep. Number three, the 49ers, Brandon Ayuk got it going today with two touchdowns. That is a good sign because that way with teams start to focus on Debo Samuel, you can go to Brandon Ayuk and he can make plays. Did Ayuk have a drop? Yes. Uh, but I thought Ayuk played really well today. Um, I thought he executed. I think those are three just easy positives and there's a lot more positives that go into this as well because guys kept playing tough the entire time and so i think that you just gotta there is positives and there's negatives with every single game just hopefully the positives outweigh the negative they didn't today maybe they will next week yeah exactly i agree with you marvis is good chance of them being bad next week <laughs> probably uh sean says will jv be activated this week i think he could be as long as he feels good on Wednesday uh, when they go through practices, natural grass, I think he could be activated. I don't expect him to get a lot of time against Kansas City, but uh, getting a couple series here and there to let him get his legs underneath him, they're working towards him coming back. Probably for the Chargers is when we could expect to see him get into a starting lineup sort of situation. Yeah, definitely. Um, where was the one I just uh, saw? Um, Hugo G, yes. Drew Dolman is the son of Chris of Dolman. Chris Dolman. Yeah, that's true. Um, and and Luke's thanks so much for asking everyone to give us some likes. I really appreciate that for sure. Anyone that hasn't, you're watching this. If you could give it a like, um, subscribe to the channel. That'd be really big. Really appreciate all the support. So Mr. Corey threw in three more positives. So that means there were at least six positives in yeah. this game. And I agree with you, Mr. Corey. Those are all very positive things. Yeah, Mr. Corey comes with Aaron Banks, continues to play well. No more major injuries, and Drake Jackson. Uh, Jackson's speed is on display. <laughs> we were laughing the play that Drake uh, that Drake Jackson runs down Mariota, and you see Kerry Hyder running behind. And I said to Horse, I I'm glad Drake Jackson's there because I saw this story in 2020, and Kerry Hyder never catches the quarterback. <laughs> no, he does not. But Drake Jackson with that elite speed, and I like what they did, putting Samson Ebucom and Drake Jackson inside. They ran the stunt. Uh, Jackson got guys to go inside. Ebucom got around the corner. I felt like he was held. Um, but when Mariota did get free, Drake Jackson ran him down. That was a huge play for that 49ers defense at the time. But uh, yeah. it, it's, it's still exciting to see Drake Jackson's athletic ability on display. Yeah, I don't know that Jordan Mason would be a lot better than Coleman and Wilson. I, that I don't know. What I do know, and that's uh, Gallo209. What's up, Gallo? How's it going? Um, what I, I don't know, what is what is with Jordan Mason? He got the one carry for seven yards. But it, even today, TDP just came back from injury, and it was TDP 
That was out on the field getting offensive snaps, not Jordan Mason. Uh, Kyle Shanahan is not comfortable with Jordan Mason playing, especially on third down, but out there without the ball in his hands for whatever reason. So um, I don't know exactly why, but that's where we're at. And Brad Jones says apparently JV had knee soreness during the week, so I don't expect him to tell Chargers. Uh, yeah, I think the knee soreness was from them practicing on turf. I think this is kind of what they're expecting, but they're going to get him on grass. That's why it's a good week because it's on natural grass. If you wait for LA or for the other LA game, it'll be on turf. Let him go out there, even if it's for a couple series, um, and test it out on grass. I think this is the best situation to find out where he actually is. If not, then you're gonna you're gonna run the risk of just keep pushing this down the line. You're always gonna find a turf field until after the Chargers game. So that's kind of where we're at with it. Marvin says, Ant, don't you think Ken Law's days with the Niners are numbered? I don't know what his status is with his knee. I know that he's got fluid on the knee. We'll see what happens if he's able to come back or not. Um, but I think if he stays on the injured reserve for the rest of the season, it's starting to feel kind of Jalen Hurtish, which I hate to say because Ken Law has produced in games. Uh, but one of those guys that just can't seem to get healthy. So then we'll see where we're at. Um, Luke Luna, I know you're asking if we should play Ken Law next game. They actually put him on IR this week, so he's got to miss at least three more games. Yeah. After this one, so they cannot play him next week. Or it's three more weeks, so that's including yeah, he, the bye. Yeah. He so could, he's going to miss two more games yeah, he for could, sure. Yeah, Kinlaw can come back after the bye, so he's not able to play. Um, uh, Eric Armstead stayed in Santa Clara and got treatment the entire two weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, he potentially could come back, but I think it's going to be Rams. I think that's when they're looking... Uh, let's get everyone back for the Rams because if you bring guys back from injury against the Rams and they have a bye week to recover before the Chargers. So it's kind of a good time to have guys come back as well. Um, Sean, Sean says, how is the Panther center? Who, who uh, worth a look at? I don't know who their center is. I'd have to look into that. No. Uh, Mr. Corey's asking about Christian McCaffrey. We'd love it, except for the fact that it's probably going to cost at least a first round pick. And I've heard multiple first round picks plus his salary on top of that. I just don't think they are going to do that. Uh, Luce's aunt, like I've said numerous times, Jimmy G is good enough to overcome any shortcomings the team can have on a weekly basis. Sure, the D wasn't great, but Jimmy G is never able to elevate his game. Plain truth. I mean, I you, you Jimmy G, I thought, played pretty good. I don't think uh, Charlie Warner really helped Jimmy Garoppolo out. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and defend Jimmy Garoppolo. I thought Jimmy Garoppolo didn't have a great game. I didn't think he had a bad game. I thought he had a good game. Um, I don't think it should be his responsibility for elevating a team. There's about five quarterbacks in this league that can elevate a team to win a game, uh, and Jimmy G's not one of those guys. But those five elite guys, they're they're rare. You know what I mean? And so... I just think sometimes it's it's one of those things where we're expecting Jimmy G to be more than he is. He's a middle-of-the-road quarterback in this league, and that's usually enough to win. Um, but it, it's not to come back from 14-point deficit, but how many quarterbacks can come back from 14 in this league? Yeah, there's not a lot. There's not a whole lot to can throw the team on their back and win games. Um, Hugo G, that's a good question. There is a sh both a short-term IR and a long-term IR. There's no longer well, a... Well, they designated. Yeah, there's no longer... There's an IR, and then there's, like, a, a season-ending IR, but it's not really a short-term. They just kind of made it one, but you can bring guys back. And WTM with the, the $1.99 Super Chat. Thank you so much, WTM. Yes. Really appreciate it. What grade do you give Fred Warner this season? Um, I'm giving Fred Warner a B. I, I think mm -hmm. he's still putting guys in the right situations. He's still coming up and making tackles. Um, So I don't really have a problem with Fred. I thought he's he's done pretty good. 
Um, he hasn't been like all pro Fred caliber. His coverage skills has been. He has his best coverage skills of the entire season. His coverage average is really good. So, mm -hmm. uh, and you know, and then uh, Ernest says, "How high was Kinlaw drafted? How many years was he played? How many games has he played? How long has he been out?" He was drafted first round, fourteenth overall. This would be his third season, but he didn't play last year. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure of the number of games missed, but he missed all of last year. He did miss a couple his rookie year, and now he's missed most of this season so far. Yes, he's been a significant injury problem so far. Hopefully he can get healthy because when he is playing and is healthy, he's an impact defensive lineman in this league. They could really use him. Yeah, Mr. Corey says Christian McCaffrey's salary is only $1.03 million this season, not guaranteed after this season. You are correct. However, if you are trading a first-round pick for Christian McCaffrey, you are taking on all of his salary. You want him for the remainder of his contract. You are not doing a one-year deal for a first-round pick for a running back, in, in my opinion. I don't think that is a very smart and shrewd business, but we'll see. Uh, Anthony says, Ant and Horst, what are the Niners going to do at the trade line, deadline? And what trade would you would catch you off guard if they did it? You want my honest opinion? If they made any big trade, it would catch me off guard. They're pretty rare in football. Um, I do see, I could see them trading for either a D lineman or an, or an interior O lineman. I think because it's coming up in a, in a couple of weeks, if Jason Verrett is not going to be healthy, if you're not going to get JV back, you could see the 49ers go after a corner. I think they, if somebody gets becomes available that would fit next to Mooney Ward, I think you have to pounce on that. Mm -hmm. I think there could be signings as well, like a defensive tackle. They might need to bring somebody in. There's a there's big names out there, big fish, big well, like Endama Sue. You might need to do that. Um, I just don't know who else is going to be available. But if the 49ers need it out there, they'll go do it. Uh, that's one thing they've showed for sure. Yeah, definitely. I don't think he would hesitate to do it. Yeah, and Kenneth is, is talking about Solomon Thomas at least played. I think, you know, we're talking about Kenneth, Ken Law not playing and, and not, you know, being able to contribute to this team. You're right. Solomon Thomas was more durable, um, but Solomon Thomas didn't have any injury concerns. And that's he one missed thing he, a whole year with a torn ACL. No, he did, but coming out of college, he didn't have injury concerns uh -huh. uh, with Javon Kinlaw, and that's something me and Lou are having the conversation about. But if you don't draft guys who have injury concerns, you don't have Nick Bose on your team. You don't have Brandon Ayuk on your team. You don't have Debo Samuel on your team. Uh, sometimes you have to take those chances, and sometimes they work out, and sometimes they don't. Yeah, and uh, I mean, a lot, you can remember a guy like Marcus Lattimore, who, let's be honest, if we would have gotten the healthy version of Marcus Lattimore, you're talking an 8- to 10-year starter in the league. Yeah. Unfortunately, his knee never came back. They take the risk on a guy like um, Debo Samuel, who's banged up his whole college career, and he's turned into an all-pro. I mean, it just happens. It goes both ways. And Lou says, why is there always an excuse for him? I hope you guys give Trey the same kind of pass when he returns. I Have I made any ex I didn't make excuses for Jimmy Garoppolo. I told you before. I call it, I'm just op, op, you know, observant. I call it right down the middle. If Jimmy makes good plays, Jimmy makes bad plays. When Trey was playing, Trey makes good plays, Trey makes bad plays. I just don't go all the way one way or the other, and I'm never going to go there with you. So if you're looking for that from me, you're probably not going to get it because I'm just going to say, Jimmy made good throws today. Jimmy made bad throws. Did Jimmy underthrow Brandon Ayuk on the deep pass? Yes. Did Jimmy throw a pass to Rashawn Evans that could have been intercepted? Yes. Did Jimmy make a great throw to Brandon Ayuk down the sideline that was negated by Brindle? Yes. All these things can be true. It doesn't have to be one way or the other. They're not excuses. 
it's just real realism. It's what happened. And I think that's what we got to remember. These things actually happened. We do have a, a dollar ninety nine super chat from WTM. Thank you so much. WTM is killing it with the super he, chat. He's the, the man today. Uh, what grade do you give D'Amico today? I thought D'Amico did a pretty good job. I thought considering what he had to work with, I give him an A. Yeah, I think so. I think that's one of the things that struggle. It's hard for him. To, it's frustrating to not be able to stop the run. Then you go to man coverage, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, Mariota beats him. But I thought you had to try to mix it up. So I wasn't a, I wasn't gonna hate on it. D'Amico continues to do a good job. I thought today, though, he just didn't have enough parts to pull his magic like he normally does. So uh, I'm with you. And Anthony Colbert, that's another great example of a, taking a guy in Frank Gore with a serious injury history and ends up being a Hall of Fame level player. Yeah, and, and Gallo 209 says, thanks for answering my question. Watching you guys from Mexico. Great work, guys. Thanks so much for watching. Really appreciate it. Always great, and from Mexico, too. Horse. So, Gallo 209, are you originally from the Stockton area? I know the 209, right, makes you think Lodi, Stockton. Uh, let us know about that. That's interesting for sure. Kenneth says, how many games has Kenlaw missed? Solomon did play way more. Hey, I'm, yeah, I have no problems with Solomon Thomas. Uh, he, he did, Yeah, he, I wasn't really a hater of him. If you took Solomon Thomas and moved him to the second, third, fourth, fifth round. He's a solid player. Right. I don't think anyone, he's a he solid player He just never became a game record. Yeah. Uh Lou is saying I'm touchy about Kinlaw. I wasn't talking about Kinlaw, um, but that's fine. Uh, people can say what they want. And Modesto for uh, for Gallo. Okay. Well, well done. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, I'm not touchy. I'm just realistic, right? Kinlaw hasn't played. What have I said that's not realistic about I think Kinlaw? I went deeper into defense of Kinlaw than you did. Yeah, Kinlaw, I've said Kinlaw's hurt. He's not helping the team. At some, I even said earlier, I don't know if Lou was in, the ch in, in here when I said it, at some point, right, if he's not able to come back, you have to see him as a Jalen Hurd didn't work out player. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think, isn't that pretty clear? Uh, hopefully. I thought that's, I hopefully. thought you made it clear. Yeah. But uh, um, I did, I think, um, Luke, I love it. You know, wanting the perfect QB in round one. And um, unfortunately, it's very hard to find the perfect QB in the draft. Uh, Luke Luna, I do agree. We definitely need to give Mahomes the Stockton slap next week. Shout out Nate, Nate Diaz. Diaz. Yeah. And I do love this from Tommy. We haven't played even played a good team yet. The question is, is there any good teams in the NFC? Um, there's not many, right? I mean, if you think about it, the, the teams that are on top, besides Philly, they're not going to play Philly. Maybe Dallas. I mean, Dallas is pretty good. Are the Giants for real? How many really good teams are there in the NFC? I think the really, really good football teams are over in the AFC. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting, the UFC. Or the, UFC, the NFC. <laughs> He's got my mind on Nate Diaz over here. He gave horse a Stockton slap. Now horse. Yeah. So um, the NFC does not have a lot of great um, teams in it right now. There's a lot of good teams. Yeah. Um, we got another. Um, yeah. Yeah. Super chat. From super WTM. chat. My thoughts on Drake Jackson is that he's kind of been a home run as a second round pick so far. He's definitely trending the correct way. He's still got things to work on. He could still be better against the run. He could definitely do to add some strength and size. But um, right now, his athleticism and his getting after the quarterback, he's been a really good part of the team. Yeah, and Hugo says, is T.Y. McGill the preseason yes. stud from the Vikings? Yes, uh, definitely. T.Y. McGill is a solid pickup for the 49ers. Let's see what he does. Uh, and Tommy's not happy about yeah that was terrible. Oh man, why you gotta bring that up? Hey uh, Tommy, I went crazy when Raleigh Brown's two oh nine shout out two oh nine Raleigh Brown uh, almost got it to the midfield and they called that holding call. I almost lost it. Uh, that was so frustrating. 
oh no, no boom got from the Rams just got carted off the field. That's unfortunate. I hate to see those injuries. Oh, that's terrible. Um, but guys, you know what? This has been a great one. We're gonna go ahead and log off. We actually uh, have something to go to right now. We hung out as long as we could. Uh, but thank you guys so much for coming on. It was a great chat. Really enjoyed it. Looking forward to all the content during the week. Uh, but thanks, everyone, for coming through. You guys are the best. We'll catch you on the next one. Just stay safe. And remember, the right way is always the 49er way. Thank you.